G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast where we talk with the Reverend Tim Costello. Remember, you can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network each weekday from 10am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Well, after travelling to some of the most devastated areas of the world, World Vision Australia Chief Executive Tim Costello has found hope amidst poverty and tragedy. In his new book, Hope, Moments of Inspiration in a Challenging World, Reverend Costello reflects on how important faith, hope and love are through life's journey wherever you are in the world. He joined us today and I welcomed Tim to 2020. Thank you. Great to be with you. Tim, unless there was a major concern about hope for Australians, you wouldn't have released a book with that title. Uh, what is it that Aussies are struggling with when it comes to hope and optimism at this time? I think hope has been evaporating. I think um, that uh, if you ask most Australians, um, how are you going? They'll go, no worries, mate. She'll be right. Now they're saying she may be right. There is a note of misgiving, of doubt, and... Uh, it's not just global financial uh, crisis and um, perhaps a toxic Canberra political environment. I think there is a sense of uh, fear and anxiety about the future, which is why um, I have written this book about hope. Is there a leadership issue when it comes to hope? Because we look at our political leaders, uh, we look at our church leaders, community leaders, and uh, people who are in leadership roles can often be a source of inspiration. Is there a leadership crisis that may be uh, contributing to our lack of hope and lack of optimism? Yes, I think there clearly is. Uh, great leaders remind us that... Uh, uh, we can make sacrifices, we can share those uh, costs together, we can achieve the vision we've set and uh, they will walk their talk uh, and with integrity take us there. We, the sort of scandals that we've seen um, in terms of personal ethics uh, are terrible. There's um, a bit of a crisis around do we trust institutions that we know are important and we love, obviously, uh, um, churches and paedophilia, particularly priests and uh, child abuse, has really rocked a whole lot of people's trust in uh, institutions. The same is true of the military and uh, some of the uh, sexual harassment, bullying stuff going on there. So I think um, all of these factors certainly converge and you say, where do I plant my feet? Where is solid ground? Who do I trust? Who are the models that I point to my kids and say, uh, that's someone with integrity, that's actually how uh, we see a way forward and we, we trust a vision and trust someone to take us there. Tell me about the focus of your book. You're talking about hope. Are you hoping to re-instill uh, hope in Aussies who are waning a little in their optimism uh, or is it a general uh, focus on those things that you're observing in Australia at the moment? 
Well, really what my book is, is uh, stories of uh, my interaction with people who have every reason to be hopeless and uh, have remarkable resilience and joy, even in places of great, great challenge. And I tell uh, these stories really uh, as examples of my faith, where my hope uh, uh, resides. So I'm, I'm really asking Australians to think, what are the sources of hope for you? And if they're too fragile, have a look at uh, the faith I share, the faith in a God who has sent his son Jesus to die for us, who uh, in his death and most importantly his resurrection says the story of God's uh, future you can be part of. And it's worth focusing on that. Now, because um, secular Australia doesn't always, uh, you know, buy religious books, I've told this through stories. I, I hope in a very humble way, uh, reminding Australians who are in the church that you know, when Jesus told travel journeys, a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, or family stories, a certain man had two sons, or farming stories, a sower went out to sow. They, they weren't religious language. They uh, were everyday stories, almost uh, Stories that got um, the religious, the Pharisees, a bit upset with his uh, uh, reading God into everyday life. But I've uh, told stories like this in a way to um, make it very clear that my hope is in a God who has shown his face in Jesus and that this hope is solid. And you've chosen 50 short stories and uh, aligning those with biblical parables, uh, it really means they're going to be easy to read and each one of them is going to have a, an essence about it that is going to relay hope in situations where really on the face of things, things have looked hopeless. Yeah, so they're, um, they're only two-page stories and um, they... Uh come out of my life. I've kept a diary since I was 17 and uh, I uh, tell the story but uh, really what I'm doing is as I've reflected and prayed about them I've said you know to God what are you trying to teach me here and very commonly the message is that uh, uh, it's not what happens to us that hurts it's actually how we frame it how we uh, respond to it. That's where we either do damage to ourselves, or we we learn, grow, and uh, go on to be stronger and deeper people. Tim Costello, stay with us. I'd like to pursue some more issues with you. In particular, who needs hope the most? Uh, is it the poor? And uh, we'll get a perspective when we compare the poor with the rich, or is it those who are sick or unwell compared to the healthy? Stay with us, Tim Costello. We'll talk some more about your new book, Hope, Moments of Inspiration in a Challenging World. We'll come back and talk in just a few moments. You're listening to the 2020 podcast. You can hear 2020 on the Vision Radio Network weekdays from 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Back now with the Reverend Tim Costello, CEO of World Vision Australia, who's launched his new book, Hope, Moments of Inspiration in a Challenging World. It contains 50 short stories reflecting on hope in our world and comes out of Tim's personal experiences through his life and ministry. Tim, when it comes to uh, who needs hope the most, uh, when we look around us, we compare ourselves with one another, who is in the most hopeless situation? Well, the, the curious uh, discovery in my work in World Vision is I go to places that I would never want to live in. I, they're quite overwhelming sometimes because of conflict, poverty, 
sometimes because of bad people in power and corruption and malevolence. And uh, curiously, I discover in situations that are just terrible, so thankfully unfamiliar to any Australian, people who, despite these situations, have a, a, a wellspring of hope and joy that flow up at, and from out of them. People who still have connection to their story, extended family and relationship, uh, connection to land, dance, song, who uh, have so little and are so generous in what they offer in hospitality. And I come back to Australia where there, uh, there is an epidemic of depression and uh, youth suicide rates that are really um, terrible and uh, uh, a sense often uh, in these times that maybe we're in Greece, that everything's lost, that uh, Australia's just doing terribly. Um, now, there are unemployment stories, there are things that we have to take seriously here, but we know we are the envy of the world economically. So it's this paradox. Um, when you have so much, as we do in Australia, you often lose what really is fundamental in terms of hope and joy. Tim, when you're a Christian and you're in this context of uh, having uh, plenty, uh, the affluence that surrounds us, uh, there is a sense, isn't there, that when we're doing well, we need to have a sense of that biblical notion of thanksgiving or gratitude, because I guess when we compare ourselves uh, in Australia, which is so wealthy, to the poor that you have experienced and that you talk about in your book, uh, we have a lot to be thankful for. Look, you've really nailed it. I think the most fundamental response, um, which is a wellspring of hope, is gratitude. Gratitude actually comes from regaining perspective. Instead of looking down or looking at others who seem to have more than us, we look up and we are thankful when we get perspective to God to uh, for the situation in which we are rich, we are blessed, and we pass that on to our children, which is an important uh, capacity of hope to pass on, to model. So uh, when we lose that perspective, uh, then uh, we start to see hope uh, dry up. And um, many of the stories I tell are really about regaining perspective and then being thankful for how blessed we are. Let's talk about blessing because uh, sometimes that's a, a word that in some contexts people think of as old hat, uh, the blessing of God. But the blessing of God is just as real today as it's ever been. But do you think that sometimes uh, we can miss the blessing or not recognize the blessing when it's there in our lives? Yeah, I, I really do. Look, I think um, sometimes we have... Uh, in a world that is very materialist, and we who have a Christian faith should remember that the world is spiritual, not simply materialist. Uh, we've thought blessing is uh, just material. Um, we've confused um, cost of living with the cost of a lifestyle. So when cost of living goes up, we think our lifestyle is suddenly terribly cramped. Well, the truth is I'm much richer than my parents, much, much richer than my grandparents. Um, and... Um, uh, I need to reframe blessing in terms of my deepest heart hungers and values that I can worship freely, that I can pass on to my children uh, stories of hope of, that shape their lives and they can reach their full God-given potential, that I can be a person who gives to others, even if I'm you know, on a, a, a modest income, I can bless others by giving. Uh, in other words, as Jesus put it, he who loses his life finds it. 
I think that reframing of blessing is incredibly important. Some of those attributes of Jesus uh, that you're mentioning are really a foundation for hope, aren't they? Because it puts the whole of our lives into perspective. Is this what you're hoping to do with 50 short stories in your new book, Hope, Moments of Inspiration in a Challenging World? You're hoping to adjust perspective. I'm certainly doing that, and I'm I'm also trying to take seriously this world. There is evil in this world. I believe the message Jesus preached of the kingdom of God breaking in was his way of saying evil can be challenged, and uh, it can be named, and we can actually overcome it. Uh, There are really um, terrible things that happen in life, and I never want to be Pollyanna-ish. I don't think hope is simply a sunny personality. Uh, a sort of uh, shallow optimism. Hope often arises out of the darkest moments. Uh, when um, uh, before dawn there is not one suggestion there will ever be light and everything is dark and cold and hopeless. Hope believes there will be a dawn. And uh, that goes to the most fundamental question that we all live with, that our lives are mortal, that we too uh, will die. And that can cave in, cause us to cave in in terms of hope and what we're doing now doesn't have meaning. That's why I talk about my belief in a God who has raised Jesus from the dead as the ground of hope. Tim, when the challenges that the world faces and when it comes to poverty, when it comes to wars, uh, those sorts of challenges, uh, they can almost seem overwhelming if we allow the information age to overwhelm us, to envelop us. It can seem as though the problems are too big. Is that something that drains us of hope or is it something that you would hope would actually inspire uh, leaders to rise and to meet those challenges head on? Yeah, I think uh, what cuts the nerve of action is the loss of hope. I think when the challenges seem overwhelming, paralysis sets in. Um, I think uh, simply appealing for people to give or do something out of guilt is a very bad motivation for, for action. Um, hope, in uh, for me, in the belief that God is at work in the world. and He has not given up on us. He has every reason to give up on us, but his love... Uh, is constant, um, is for me really this basis of hope. And when I can focus on that and, as I say, plant my feet on the solid ground of uh, substantial hope, there's so much I can do and you can do to transform life, to overcome evil, to overcome poverty. Uh, That's the message of this book. And I guess if we each become a messenger of hope ourselves uh, and seeing big problems, big challenges around the world, uh, attacking those challenges one person at a time uh, is one way that we can actually make a difference. And I want to just bring you back to World Vision here because as the head of World Vision Australia, I know that it's one person at a time when it comes to sponsorships and the the way that people can support World Vision. Uh, Just uh, inspire us for a moment, Tim, uh, on how we could make a difference uh, in a mass scale if we just took on one person at a time. Well, uh, World Vision is exactly that. So um, over 400,000 Australians sponsor a child, and through that sponsorship, uh, a whole community is transformed. So we put those child sponsorship dollars together, one person at a time, in communities of 50,000-plus uh, people. And we say, we'll be here 15 years, but the money will stop. We will leave. 
you will be on your own because we want this to be a hand up, not a handout. And then we work across the areas that are needed, clean water and HIV protection, um, microfinance, mainly loans to women because they are, uh, are the ones who ensure that monies go to their children. As I say in the book, for every dollar a woman earns, 90 cents goes to the kids. For every dollar a man earns, uh, 40 cents or less goes just to the children. Focusing on uh, education and health, but saying... Um, you know, if we've built a health clinic, who really should have built it? And they'll say, oh, well, it should have been our government. Well, why do you need World Vision? Well, who knows where the government health budget went? It might have been in uh, palaces or weapons or Swiss bank accounts. And we say, we'll partner with you. But because we're leaving in 15 years, you need the skills to track where the health budget went and the skills to organise and put pressure on your government and to make sure... They stop the health clinic because when we leave, who will do this? So it's empowering. It's doing it by one person at a time being put together in communities to lift them to really having the skills to live out a life that's as God would intend, full of potential for their children. Tim Costello, I'll point people to the website for World Vision. It's www.worldvision.com.au. Of course, the book's called Hope, Moments of Inspiration in a Challenging World. It'll be available in all good bookstores. And, of course, the World Vision telephone number is 133240. The Reverend Tim Costello, the head of World Vision Australia, thanks for being with us today on 2020. Thank you. And if I can say, you can order the book from us too, which means the money goes to World Vision if you want to go online to order Hope. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.